Welcome to Faith Over Breakfast. You are listening to a podcast by Pastor Eric Seepin and Pastor Andy Littleton. If you enjoy Faith Over Breakfast, we encourage you to rate it on the Apple Podcast app, on Spotify, or Google Play. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Faith Over Breakfast. I am Andy Littleton from Mission Church in Tucson, Arizona, and I'm sitting with Eric Seepin. Leaning close to Eric Seepin. I'm, I'm going to lean closer to you. Yeah, Let's sorry. I'm, I'm just working on my posture this morning. Okay, that's, that's, what's, that's what's happening. That's good. Well, we just had a conversation with Propaganda and a couple of friends of mine from Mission. Um, you might recognize these folks from conversations we've had, but uh, John Simon and, and Mike Almaroth are with us for this one. And because we're doing kind of a dual podcast, but uh, this was this was a unique opportunity for us, I think, to uh, we've we've discussed before. Maybe we should interview some folks. And this one uh, this one was kind of put out there for us as an option. And we and we I think we're just excited that they said yes. So Propaganda has a new book out called Terraform, and he is uh, is trying to explain that book, his journey, kind of help people understand what it's about, what he's about. And uh, that's what we did. We we walked through that with him and and these guys from my church. Yeah, so it's uh, it's a first dual podcast between Odd Church and Faith Over Breakfast. Dual or dueling? Dueling podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Whatever. It's uh, Odd Church is your um, church's podcast. That's right. And uh, Faith Over Breakfast is not the village's church podcast, but it's just us. Right, so. right, right, right. And you guys have Healing the City. We have Healing the City. So the real question is like, you know, when are we gonna when are we gonna get all your friends on one that I that I sit in and you know try to navigate? Yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, propaganda. Uh, he is a hip hop artist. I had somebody at our church say like, "Did you just talk about like propaganda, like political propaganda?" I went, "Ah, we need we need a better intro." So. Propaganda is a hip hop artist. He's been around for a long time and started out in the Christian hip hop scene um, with a group called the Tunnel Rats, and then became pretty well known as he um, kind of started his solo career. Helped found, if not if not being the founder himself, of a record label called Humble Beast. That is, uh, it's pretty well known in those circles. Started getting featured with his poetry and conferences and such, like Catalyst. Um, which is kind of the Andy Stanley, Craig Rochelle world. They they kind of discovered him, and and he got featured there. And and at this point, is also has broken a little bit out of the the Christian only scene, and is uh, doing a show called Hood Politics on iHeartRadio, for example. And so he's been uh, he still considers himself to be uh, planted in the in the community of the church. Um, but has also expanded his reach and is is grappling with with issues that are bigger beyond the church that involve the church that the church needs to consider. So, his book Terraform is about if you were to if you were to imagine and create a world um, that that didn't have to just follow the pre existing models, uh, what would you what would that look like? Why not use your imagination to do that? And he, as he said in this podcast, it was very much him figuring out his own journey and inviting other people on something similar. Yeah. It's a fun little ride. Yeah. Enjoy the podcast. All right. Well, let's get some, uh, in-house stuff going so we can revisit this at the end. We're doing a thing called what's in the duck. Uh, we just decided we're going to make a little sting for it so we can have an audio and maybe a little video thing. What's in the duck? This is what happens. We're asking you 
as the listener, what's in the duck? What's in the duck? We're asking each other, what's in the duck? We're making some guesses, and we're going to see who is I, right. At I want to. I want to ask a quick, quick question of our guest. If you had to rename this, we've John came up with what's the squallard and the mallard or something like that. If you had to name <laughs> this just off the top of your head, propaganda, what would you name it? Man, what's in the duck? Put him on squallard the and the mallard. Um, man, off the top of my, I mean, what's in the duck's pretty good, but I would say what the duck. Yeah. 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 What, the, what in the duck? Like, yeah. what in the duck? What in oh the God. duck? <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, here, here's the clue. Um, it helps you hear, but makes no noise. Oh, helps you hear, but makes no noise. So, hmm. it's kind of abstract. A clever toy for girls and boys. Are you going to rhyme it now? Oh, but, crap. He's <laughs> just trying to show off this is, in front of the dude, professional. You, you don't want to... Uh, <sighs> sorry, sorry. Anyways, I'll stop. I'll stop right now. So real quick, it helps you hear, but makes no noise. John, what do you think? If you had to take a guess, something that could fit inside of a small porcelain duck. Helps you hear, but makes no noise. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I actually have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> okay. John has no guess. Headphones. Okay. Mm. Empathy. Ooh. All right. Ooh. Duck is full of it. Full of empathy. A small stethoscope. Oh, okay. Okay. You want to take a guess, Prop? Uh, yeah, I was going to say noise-canceling headphones. Okay, all right. Okay. okay. Cool. We'll revisit. Uh, that being said, I had an interesting... <laughs> I, we, we were talking earlier, you know, you're doing all these interviews. You're probably mm -hmm. getting a lot of the same questions. Uh, yeah. What is a question that nobody's asking you yet that you wish they would? That I wish they would. Mm. Um, let's see. What are they asking? Wow, that's a good one. What are they asking me? Or what are they not? What's the not question they're not asking you? Mm -hmm. That I wish they would. Uh, man, like... <sighs> do you... No, people have asked. Somebody's asked that. I mean, I've been on interviews since five thirty this morning. Oh my so I'm like, okay, we, yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> like, I've, I've kind of gotten Sorry, a lot man. of them. Um, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe the idea of like, does your does your spouse like it? Does you like? Is she uh, into this? Or how many of these ideas are actually hers? Ah, uh, right. yeah. that's, a, that's a good yeah. question. Yeah. Well, I think we just asked you that question. Yeah, how oh, many of these whoa, ideas? Whoa, wait, how I can just give you. Hold up now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just giving questions away. Not just giving That's them away. Here, man. Got you guys got to work for them. <laughs> uh, yeah, just like all of my work, pretty much all of it is her idea. There you wow. go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or 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 uh, something we've discussed together. I my wife's the actual academic. I'm the creative that's mm. interested in academics. So with me, I, um, how do I like to say this? I, I hear what she's saying in the, um, academic language of it, but I'm like, that's not digestible, nor do I really understand what you're saying. Right. So <laughs> a lot of it gets put through my own grid. And then sometimes like, I'll have an idea for myself and I'll sell her it in the most flowering, you know, artistic way of it being said. And then she goes, Oh yeah, there's a term for that. It's blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah. Oh. So you're a translator. Okay. You're, you're translating translator. academic to artistic. Yeah. I'm translating, you know, 
theological to street. I'm translating yeah. mm. street to politic political. You know, yeah, translating. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, probably wanted to uh, kind of ask a couple. I, I wanted to ask at least one question about the music because, you know, okay. at this point, your platform, you're, you know, known as an author. Many know you as a podcast guy. But um, I'd say a lot of people also know you just from like your work in Humble Beast. Both Andy and I have been uh, we've, we've been in love with Christian hip hop for well over a decade. And so we're familiar with not just like your early Humble Beast days, but your art ambidextrous, mm -hmm. your tunnel rats, you know, working yeah. with just yeah. all of the legendary crews from back in the day. Yep. So uh, mm -hmm. I'm curious, like if there was maybe an artist during your musical career that you had the opportunity or maybe never had the opportunity to work or collaborate with like who would that who would that have been that i never had an opportunity to work with um, that you wish you would have worked with right yeah, right yeah. that i wish i would have worked with man that's that's a good question man um i think in the christian world or just in um, general? i mean Anywhere, we can go all over yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's like the dead ones. So like, I wish I could have worked with Jay Dilla at some point. Right. Um, yeah. Um, I Diggable Planets, I think, uh -huh. uh, would have been super rad to make something. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to figure out uh, the like, the Johnny Swim thing. Um, which is always frustrating because like we have the same manager and like he was like 10 <laughs> minutes from me and I'm like they were on like the last three records we were slated to do music together and it just didn't happen you know dang, so okay. I'm like there's the part of me that's like god dang it man come on you know I have this like uncanny ability of like catching people right before they become megastars mm. and uh, <laughs> it's it's a gift man um and that was it like we were gonna work on a song they had the sessions and everything and then the next thing i know they're on the cover of vogue oh, so i'm like well guess not. you know <laughs> that's that you know what i'm saying right yeah prop i didn't i didn't realize how into sufyan you were until recently um oh yeah man i i've I started kind of imagining a Sufjan prop album. Ooh. Like, what what would that look like? <laughs> Be real ethereal. Dude. Yeah, actually, okay, if we're going there, then like, yeah, dude, like, we need an Incubus record. I need a oh. Sufian, Sufian, Sufian record. Yeah. Okay. Man, that would be incredible. I need a Death Cab for Cutie album. <laughs> like, if we're going there, that's where we going, you know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Yeah, bro. All right. I like that. Um, prop, I was just going to throw out there too, like another, another thing that, I mean, I, as soon as I opened up your book, one of the things that hit me was just DJ Effecto. And, yeah. um, I, I know you wouldn't, I, I've, I've never met you. I'm good friends with Pike. Um, which, yeah, man. so, uh, I almost, there was like a meal you were having with some of those dudes in Tucson that I just couldn't mm -hmm. quite make. So I, we, we just uh, missed getting to shake hands back in the day. But, yeah. um, interestingly, Somehow Effecto and I had connected because we were, I used to own a wood shop and we were going to make, okay. um, we were going to make him this big cutting board. And then it turned into, he wanted a prep table. And then it turned into, we were going to do uh, a humble bistro video in my wood shop, mm -hmm. like with him cooking oh, so inside bad. the shop. And then one day, like I texted him and I didn't hear back and I thought that's weird. Yeah. That's different. And, yeah. and he, he died, man. And. You were very much like on my mind for, 
for months because I, I, in my early 20s, I lost my best friend in a car accident. And uh-huh. not a lot of people have lost somebody that like really close, close to you yeah. in your younger years as well. And so I just wanted to say, like, as I saw his name at the beginning of the book, I realized, man, just as you as you work and you build and you pursue this stuff, um, I assume mm-hmm. that that he's in your heart and just like and man. probably a lot of other folks as well. So just wanted to put out there that I felt you on that. And um, I man, appreciate I, that, man. Yeah. How, yeah, how did he how has he left a legacy in your work here? He's the most gentle, loving freakishly talented, you know, got on my nerves because we were really <laughs> friends, you know. Right. Um, there just, there's so much about him that like, even at his, when we were putting together like his fundraising show and just different things, people were coming out of the woodworks about his kindness mm, and projects kindness. he had yeah. happening. And I'm like, I saw this fool every day yeah like when one one lady was like he would drop off my son to school every morning because you know he was getting bullied and he needed he needed a ride so he would take him to school every day and i'm like when like (laughs) are you serious he did this you know uh our boy daniel Steele. when daniel Steele got surgery like he was like yeah he flew to um jersey to like help like help mm. nurse him to help help like showering him and like like literally like showering him you know what i'm saying yeah. and i'm like wow. when did you do this like i thought i was with you uh, the whole time you know so just this <laughs> idea of like his kindness wasn't on display it yeah. wasn't for everybody it was because this is who he was mm. i know he was teaching my daughter how to use a dslr camera I yeah. know he was, you know, he he was, uh, you know, he taught the other one how to read. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I knew he was doing this in our house, but I was like, but that's because I see you every day. Like, right. my best friend, you know. But you I'm didn't like, realize this was, he was, there was community just building around this guy. He was, yes. he was it's just him serving people all over the place, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible, man. Well, man, I'm, I, I know it's been a while, but I'm just continue to be sorry for your loss, man. It's been 15 years for me Thank with you, my buddy. friend and it keeps coming back. Yeah. So anyway, just wanted yeah, to express that. And, uh, so now, now tell us about the book. I mean, we've got, we've got this book in front of us. I, uh, I just got done with it. I got, we got an early copy or two. And so it's, uh, but yeah, Terraform, uh, building a better world. Can you just cast the vision for this thing? Like, what are you hoping? Um, you know, what do you, what, what, why, why, why do you want people to read it? And what are you, uh, what are you hoping the impact of this book is? Yeah. So the book is a collection of poetry and short form essays, hmm. you know, all around this concept of terraforming, which is, uh, or terraform, which is just the process of like science fiction nerdery. You find a distant planet in the process of making that planet livable, uh, to support, human life is called terraforming yeah and um so the idea i had was like as a as a creative springboard was well if i'm looking around earth it's becoming less and less livable you know uh whether it's the actual terrain or it's the way that we treat each other our our socio-cultural you know 
um, interactions, our communities, our neighborhoods, and then our homes and really ourselves, like um, our inner life. Uh, of just It's just finding that like, man, it's kind of not working, guys, you know? Mm-hmm. So what if we thought about terraforming our own space? And I just wanted to, you know, I don't have any answers in this. Like, it's not, my my book's not a Bible, you know? Right. Uh, it's not, it's, 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 it's a creative process where I'm really just yeah. trying to challenge you to just, can you still dream? Can you still mm-hmm. imagine, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, because where we are now was just imagined. Yeah. You know, somebody made it up, you know, so let's make up something better. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. that's a really important uh, concept for, for us all to be digging into. I, I mean, as a ministry at, at, at Mission Church, uh, mm-hmm. one of the things we're really pushing into and really, and really trying to embody as a congregation is really just non-homogeneity. We don't want everybody here to be the yeah. same. We have a diversity of ideologies. And um, man, it, it was rough. Even last year, we went through this series called political discipleship, where we talked with each Sheesh. other about how po- how politics can just absolutely tear us apart in ways that are really non-essential. And that doesn't have to be uh, that way. Yeah. And we're, when yeah. we're really trying, we're right now, we're really pushing into casting the vision of like, of different ideologies united by the gospel, yeah. united by God. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it's like, it's like a lot of us in our heads are like, that's not even possible. Right. Yeah. We just got You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like give yeah. up on that cuz it's not going to happen, right? It's not going to happen. You can't like there's there will ever never be And I'm like, "Why? Like when did when did when did why? Why not? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. how we how we got here now was just made up. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Why can't we make up something else? We're living out of stories we told, right? And and well, I caught we that. We already are. Yep. Yeah, we already are living out the stories we told. And I caught that in your book, like, let's, let's examine that and look at the, look at your own story, mm-hmm. the story you're telling, and then wh- why can't you tell a different one? Why can't you, yeah. why can't you go back and re-examine this? You, you did, uh, early in the book, you, you had this little call out where, and I, I assume the book is written to a general audience, but you made this little call out to your faith-based audience and you kind of said, Hey, yeah. um, you know, don't, don't just stop and say, look, the problem is sin. We need Jesus. Um, you know, our prophets yeah, had more imagination than that and so on. Yeah. And, um, and I think that, you know, those kind of statements worry people because they go, oh, you're not into, you don't believe in sin or Jesus, maybe, or, but I know that's not what yeah. you're saying. So what, uh, yeah. what I wanted you to unpack is, uh, kind of how have you seen that mindset get in the way of what you're proposing here? Like what, what's the problem of that truncated mindset? Yeah. Um, it's again, it lacks imagination because yeah. my question is, has that where, how, how is that played out? Mm-hmm. But just stopping there. Yeah. And I'm like, did, did Jesus stop there? Like, was mm-hmm. that, was that it? That'd be a short, be a short scripture, I guess, huh? I guess we wouldn't need the Exodus narrative. Right. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't need any of the law. You wouldn't need the prop. It's a short Bible. Yeah. And I'm like, your own, your own holy text don't, isn't that simple. Yeah. Your own text is complicated, you know? So I think that like when you pull back and just again have have a little bit of self-awareness, have a little bit of space between, you know, um here's here's a good example of that like the uh 
Peter Barger, which is where I got some of the like sociological concepts is from this book called The Sacred Canopy. He gives this example of this like, if you were to, if you were to talk to a tropical fish, if you could talk like, you know, would you ask, if you were to ask him like, what do you think of like the cold waters of the deep? Hmm. And the fish's answer would probably be, probably be what's water mm-hmm. because you don't know you're in it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think that like getting, especially among us with like Western evangelical American Christians, like forgetting that like, okay, we're 11% of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like yep. that's a, like 11% where that's very, <laughs> we are very little. So even our issues the church don't even have them right like you know what I'm saying? Right. that's yeah that's yep. that's a us problem you know but since you in it you feel like oh my god all the world is talking like oh oh man critical race theory what is this and i'm like okay ask ask the church in in calcutta right hmm. yeah. if they talking about critical race theory right no you know what I'm saying? They, yeah. what do you, they're like, what are you talking? What do, what do you, what do you mean? You know. So I think that like our our we have a way of like seeing our world as the whole world. So, yeah. and that's for me is like the way I'm trying to say that is like that's a lack of imagination. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and we don't, and yeah. we don't. Uh, it, it gives us kind of an inability to understand that. Um, mm-hmm. perspective really shapes the way that yeah. you understand things. And even, I mean, we've got our, we've got our cultural and our national kind of perspective. Mm-hmm. We don't realize we're swimming in, but then we also got these little like reefs that we exist in, right? Or we yeah. got these little, yes, that's good. We got these I like little, that. like, I like we got these subsets where we have different ideas and we uh, don't realize that's just in a different assumed idea that I have. And I, I don't understand the dialect they're yeah. speaking over here in this reef because I don't know those words. And, yeah. and that just seems dangerous. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I grew up in this reef and this reef makes total sense to me. And then, and that's where the whole zooming out, you talked about the view of the earth from above, right? Like when you, yeah. when you fly yep. out into outer space and you look down and you go, Oh, look, there are no borders actually, it turns out. And, and the, all the cities just turn into kind of a general glow like that, that sort of helps. It's like, we need mm-hmm. moments, prophetic moments where people go, no, 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 look, you know, I don't know. It's like a finding Nemo yeah. moment here. There's a big ocean, but it's, uh, it's, it, you got to consider and God's even way outside of all that. We don't even understand his perspective sure. on all this. Yeah. Well, what is, yeah. yeah a lot of these Back. issues seem to start with the things we're afraid of. Um, the ones that we hold on to mm-hmm. the tightest are, are the fears that we have. Like, what if that mm-hmm. means this destroys us or what if that means this destroys this sure. person they just don't realize they're doing that i gotta i gotta tell them so they can change their mind so they can do the right mm-hmm. thing that's acceptable in the eyes of the lord which yeah. is completely antithetical to the gospel yeah. because it's not based on our actions or yep. it, it's based completely on grace and so we i think a lot of times people they think uh this i'm doing the right thing this is what needs to be done but what ends up happening is uh they're trying mm-hmm. to validate either themselves or try to help someone else make the, the right decision without considering the huge picture mm-hmm. of sin that the Bible paints for us, which, which also gives us that huge picture of yeah. grace that, and love that God has for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a bummer. Like, yes, we think of... Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I like we, yeah. we think of the Western <laughs> civilization and Western culture as having this like very bubbled kind of like uh, contained and isolated viewpoint. But I mean, we live in a city of a million people. It's hard for a lot of us just to see what exists outside of our city. I mean, L.A.'s got to be like that. Yeah. You guys are, you know, 10 times oh bigger gosh. than our city yeah. is. So, yeah. It's like, yeah. how do you break someone the, out of a Western yeah, worldview ch- when you can't even break them out of their own, their own neighborhood, their own, their own, their own square mile they live in? Facts. I have a question. Just yeah, as you've been the all transient over, I mean, nature. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, no, no problem. You, you are all over in the sense of where you've got your feet in different cultures, and especially when it comes to the church. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. what? Uh, like yeah. what gives you hope as you look at this? Because I think in some ways, when you talk about imagination, we've offloaded that to, you know, almost to the consumerist. You imagine for us, and we'll just sort of, you know, yeah, take it. Like what's hopeful when you look at the broad picture of the church Hmm. um hopeful for me is the kids man Hmm. uh it's like they just they i think they saw through a lot of our bs man you know like any generation does you look back you reflect back at the elders and you like okay best practices there's a few best practices up there but then there's some of this that you like Man, y'all tripping, man. Don't why like why why are you like this? You know what I'm saying? So I think for us, it's like, like I say, like the difference between an OG and an old head. You know what I'm saying? Like being an OG is like I'm willing to invest in these young homies. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to listen to them. I want to I want to pass down some game, pass down some wisdom. Being an old head is like you young people are weird. <laughs> yeah. You don't know the they don't know their Bibles anymore. It's like all right, bro. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like. They see Jesus in the margins. They see him in different places. They don't see him in the ivory tower you built. You know what I'm saying? You're you're a product of decadence. We're a product of like of a of a economic boom of the nineties. That's why there's such thing as a suburb. You know what I'm saying? Like that's we're a product of bigger things that we're not giving ourselves we're being honest about. They're a product of the collapse of that. You know what I'm saying? Of 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 these systems that we took for granted. Um they're a product of all that collapsing. So they're like, oh, no, we see through it. You know what I mean? So to me, I'm like, we should be humbling ourselves and like playing our role Mm -hmm. as like sages. But besides that, be like, all right, nah, you got the vigor. You got got the juice. Here, look, tap in when you need it. You know what I'm saying? But that there, they, for me, like, that's that's where I see hope. That's where I see creativity. Right. Not not and not just kind of creating carbon copy leaders of the future, but but no. listening. Um, yeah, they need to be like these are. You know, I like to say, man, y'all are T threes. You know what I'm saying? Like you're the you're the liquid uh, terminators. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I'm the old guy that's still like you know I'm I'm the Arnold Schwarzenegger version. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, sometimes we've we've talked a little bit about that in our circles that and I've even been challenged on this like do I trust God with that? Like do I trust That's God good. with the T3 getting the you know getting yeah. the reins? But I I remember, you know, I'm 38, so just a little while ago I was like I've got ideas, you got to let me do this and and yeah. feeling like people were going on oh, no 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 no, you're not ready yet. You got and uh Yeah. And there's something to to like allowing those that younger generation to see through some of the the junk, um, and also letting them fail and grow and I don't know we, some For somewhere sure. in there we gotta we gotta let it happen because I would assume you bumped into those 
Um, you probably bumped into a whole lot totally. of roadblocks, right? Like, what was that like for you? Oh, are you kidding me, bro? Yeah, <laughs> that that attitude of the, of the old dudes that are like, hey, man, you know, you just got to keep on living. You know right. what I'm saying? And that, like, that uh, patience with me to let me, like you said, let me fall, let me, like, take my lumps, let me, let, let me make my mistakes, um, you know, kind of grew that humility that I feel like I've learned to carry now. Right. Um, and that's my hope for the kids, too, where it's like I have that sort of patience that people that allowed me to make my lumps. Like, I'm actually learning a lot of that with my daughter right now, hmm. um, where, you know, she's a teenager. And yeah. How old is like she? An alien. Uh, she's about to turn 16. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she's got her own sort of, like, issues and personality and stuff like that. And, like... Me and my wife, like, we're a tug of war in the sense that I'm the, like, the figure it out parent. Yeah. You don't need help. You're fine. You can do this. You just taught yourself how to use After Effects. You can figure <laughs> out how to wash these dishes. <laughs> right. You know what two o'clock means. Like, you don't need me to tell you that. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. whereas my wife is one that goes... Would you like me to set you an alarm here? I can make you breakfast so that you'll be ready for when school starts. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm like, stop helping her, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, but the the backlash of that is like, she's, whenever she has a problem or a need or some emotional support, she go to her mama. She crawling. She want to watch it. She want to watch a Netflix series with her, not mom, not with me. Yeah. You know, and like, and I was breaking my heart, you know, and it's like, well, I, these are the seeds I sowed. So um, mm -hmm. learning to like, listen to them, listen, listen to the way that they move and having that balance between being like, let me just be the, you got to walk this tightrope yourself. Let me just be the net if you fall and like trying to switch mm -hmm. myself into that position um, is now like, you know, bringing a full circle with the book is like, that's, that's a new world for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a new way to think about and something I didn't imagine. I mm -hmm. didn't picture parenting like that. Right. I pictured parenting the way I was parented. Yep. You know? Which which and, is a, a theme in your book is a lot of going back into your own story and examining that. And these things yeah. push you into that, right? You All of a sudden yeah. you're going, well, where did I get this? And what exactly. what did happen to me actually? And Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. So, right while writing this book, what what did you discover about yourself that was surprising to you that like you Ooh. didn't expect to uh, kind of discover? That, yeah, that I a lot of the concepts I was able to kind of unpack and go through was because of therapy, mm -hmm. and it ended up being so much more about uh, like getting healthy myself. Mm. and right. that so much of this book was really that it was like dang this is really more about me getting healthy you know and um and i, I was very surprised about that because i've yeah. i've always seen myself as pretty okay you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. uh i knew i had my issues but i was like oh man this is more than i I got some things and I see like now at the other end of it where I was like, oh, that's because I went and got healthy. Right. I went and got help. Mm -hmm. Now I was able to like unclog the gunk to be able to be mm. as creative and imaginative as this book called for, you know? 
it's a strange thing to do a public work, like a public work of art and realize what I just put out there was me sharing my journey of getting healthy. Like I, I did a, I've, Wild. I yeah. wrote, I wrote a book about the death of my father that is, you know, has a small audience and I was terrified to put it out there. Cause when I was done with it, I realized mm-hmm. this was about me processing my life. Right. And so I'm, yeah. I'm thinking you've been doing that in your artwork and poetry for a long time, but but here, there's is there something about the written word, like it's in a book that is hitting you weird as you realize like how much of yourself you're putting out there or, or are you pretty comfortable with it at this point? Yeah, man. I think that like the thing that was, I've always written for performance. Yeah. That was always like my, mm. my uh, uh, way of, of create of creating it was like how is this going to be live how does this translate live how are what are what are the pregnant pauses how can i like you know um create the moment live yeah writing it is like oh this is someone else's brain Hmm. so it's so the words have to do the work so seeing it on paper and now i'm not hearing it out of my mouth i'm hearing it in my head Man. And I know that you're hearing it in your head yeah. was like, oh, this is, yeah, this is, this feels so much more vulnerable. And what's crazy was like reading the uh, audiobook, like actually performing <laughs> the audiobook was the most surreal. Yeah, I was going to ask you like, about that. <laughs> it was so surreal because I was like, oh. I'm reading me. I'm reading my words, <laughs> you know, and like, how do you... um how do you like separate yourself yeah. enough from it and not critique yourself while at the same time <laughs> perform and uh, deliver what you're hoping to deliver? It was a it, uh, it was a brain man, bender. I, I have to say that that's an as somebody who just finished the book, I can say that my experience. So I've been I've I've heard your work for years, and so an interesting mm-hmm. thing happened where. I read a hybrid of my voice and yours, I feel, because I know what your voice <laughs> sounds like. It was interesting. Yeah. Like there were moments where I kind of was in a cadence and I was like, I think I've, there were a couple of pieces that were older. I was like, I've heard this one before. I know how it works. Yeah. And then others that I didn't. And I realized it just sounded like little old stuffed up white boy me, you know, like reading that. I was like, uh-huh. that sounds weird, but that's all I got yeah. right now. And so, um, that, and then to think of somebody picking up your book who has is not familiar with your voice. And and I, I've had that mm-hmm. same thought of somebody reading my story, layering their story onto it mm. and interpreting it mm-hmm. through their lens and going, oh, this is a weird thing we just put out in the world here that's capable of this. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting yeah. process. It's, it's bonkers, bro. <laughs> like, it was like, it was the weirdest, man, I can't even... Yeah, it it was just weird, bro. Yeah. Like, uh, but I'm glad I did it. Uh, I'm glad I had to do it. I think that like having to do it is was in some ways like gave me enough like margins away from the book to be able to like uh, hear it the way somebody else would hear it. And yeah. I'm hearing you say like, oh yeah, I kind of heard a hybrid of your voice and my voice to me is like, okay, cool. That means I did, I did, I did it right then. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know. How was the process of, uh, cause we didn't mention this yet, but, um, you didn't just write 
Terraform, but you also released an album to kind of right. go alongside yes. with it. How how was yeah. the creative process of both writing something where you didn't have as much creative control and how it be perceived, and then uh-huh. uh, making something actually more musical that could you could have a little more say over? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a trip. It was like um, I idealized all of it together, you know, and I was trying to make it so that. They could stand alone. Yeah. But if you want them together, here's how. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And for me, that was like a fun sort of like, oh, okay, like these are two different ways you can come into this, depending on like how uh sort of engage, like the way for which you want to engage with this work. Like, so it was it was fun. It was fun to it was fun to think of it in in those terms as like okay these are two different experiences in the same universe mm. and uh yeah i i i actually really 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 enjoyed the challenge mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's an interesting thing that i mean i've uh, i kind of write and release some music too but there's an interesting challenge that you come up against um mm-hmm. when you're releasing something where it's really easy to to already uh, be hypercritical of yourself, and I mean, for me, a lot of for times sure. I just end up not releasing stuff because I'm like, oh, oh par- yeah. paralyzed by analysis. But uh, yeah, but but there's a, I mean, with that and with what you guys are talking about with the written word, there's uh-huh. there's this interesting challenge that is kind of presented to you where you you have to release control of how it's perceived. You have, have to you have to release uh, control of of what. It is almost because once it gets yes. out there, it's it's become something else because of the collective yes. experience that everybody else has. Yep. And then there's, and, and then you you're kind of challenged in that to to be vulnerable. Yeah. But that's a really difficult. Yeah. It's thing. not yours. Yeah, yeah. But but that's yeah. And, then, yeah. and I think there's, I think I was, yeah, I was go ahead. okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're no I was prepared for that as a musician because that's like yeah yeah that as in writing albums like you know that that's coming. You know what I'm right. saying that at some point. The, the the people are going to decide what this record is mm-hmm. you know what this song is like and it's theirs and it's and it should be mm-hmm. that's how it should be you should feel like it's yours you know what i'm right. saying yeah. um so if you're willing to like let that like uh be let that go then i think that like you know um you can you can have that again like that uh, my identity is not tied to so much what I think this is. Right. It was, it's for you now, you know, because yeah. if that's the case, like you said, don't put it out. Yeah. Well, and, the, and, and I think in there, there's like a, a really great parallel challenge that, that we can take from that and even present to, especially us, like the people that are in our congregation. And it's one we've been working on, but there, there is a necessitated vulnerability that happens when we try to come together despite differences mm-hmm. when, when we try to understand somebody like we've we've just gotta put ourselves out there and understand understand we might be misunderstood but it's still worth mm-hmm. it we might be absolutely you know which kind of comes back to your whole absolutely. the whole marriage thing with your wife and stuff like that and it's like a real mm-hmm. living out of that in a very intimate setting and then this is you're like releasing something out to the the world to the culture but what yeah, this man. random question here but uh, if you were to walk into a thrift store and on that shelf you saw Terraform by Propaganda, what would you do mm-hmm. with that copy in the thrift store? <laughs> would I? Would you take uh, it? Would you? Would well, you? One, buy I'd it? see like, 
Yeah. No, I would see if they if people wrote any notes. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would see what what were their thoughts. Um, what they I would sign it yeah. and then put it back on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you know, and for a while I'd be bummed that like, right. oh man, they didn't hold you on know to what I'm it. saying? Hopefully yeah. this scenario is but years it's like, down the road. But it's all Absolutely. good. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it it served its purpose. That's why I was like, well, let me check to see if they wrote in it. You know, because yeah, if yeah. I'm like, yeah. if you wrote to, in it, then I'm like, oh, to be okay. Fair, just... I spoke to somebody a few days ago who told me every book she reads, she immediately gives away. She doesn't keep any books on her shelf once she reads them. Yeah. Love it. It doesn't necessarily me. mean. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't like it. Well, I've yeah, definitely exactly. found a band exactly. shirt or two of mine at a thrift store in the day. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> I've seen my albums in the bargain bin. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's part of the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. So really quick on that. Um, so in this terraforming project, you talked about your wife and how and how she's shaped so many things. You talked about parenting and the, the different stories mm-hmm. you have to learn to tell. How important is kind of is community in this? And it's like... How much, how much yeah. do you see as like, we're telling our story versus we're telling like our story, like bigger story, how, and that's complicated, yeah. but yeah. How do you, yeah, how do you encourage it's the that? CS, yes. The C.S. Lewis, uh, the C.S. Lewis thing about like what reading does, how it gives you a thousand eyes, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you can, you're seeing the world through a whole different set of eyes. And I think that same true about being in community. Yeah. It's seeing the world from multiple lenses and learning how to, um, one, be so okay with yourself that it's like, I'm not going to get lost in that, but I'm also willing to let it ping against me, ping on me and shape me and, and make me into a new person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think that, I think that, uh, that's, that's, that's the role, you know what I'm saying? Like there's an angle you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, like I said, in the music, I, I, that said, I don't believe all ideas are equal. <laughs> right. Like, you know, yeah. some ideas suck and <laughs> should never be spoken out loud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate you know, that. I think that needs to be said more, uh, right? Like, yeah. it's just because we're yeah. going to listen to you doesn't mean that sure. is true. <laughs> yes. And we are equal in importance yeah. in the mm-hmm. eyes of the Savior. We mm-hmm. are equal in our, in our person. Mm-hmm. But your idea might suck. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't know what to say, and and no one should hear that. That's a bad idea. Yeah, you know. Okay. So, uh, so, so, uh, I, I do, I do still, you know, hold to that. But I think community is where that's flushed out. Like, you know, with yeah. when I have a bad idea, like I can share it freely in a community I know of people that love me. Where you're like, you're not attacking me as a person. You're just telling me my idea sucked, and I'm like, great. And I know you yeah. love me. Mm. So, and you'll probably tell me why it sucks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I could be like, oh, okay. You know, but if at the end of the day, something is like, yeah, you, I think, again, having the a thousand eyes is like this idea of going, if we're coming at something with a whole lot of different angles and the conclusion is the same, then like, at my point, I'm like, okay, this is not what you want from me this is not what you're not okay well let me let me stop speaking in in metaphor um it's like when i think about uh laws right in in america around race and ethnicity it's like after a hundred years of trying to figure out how to legislate this thing 
at some point you just have to be like, I think you just don't want us to live. Right. Like, it's just, that's kind of what's happening here. Like, mm. Alabama just celebrated Jefferson Davis's holiday. Right. Like, you, you talk about the homie that lost, the dude that denounced his citizenship to the nation that you love so much and tried to destroy it. That right. man got a holiday. Right. And a holy day. You, yeah. <laughs> yes. And you don't, but I, but I can't teach slavery in school. Okay. I, I get it. Mm. That's now I know what you mean. Right. You're not mm. worried about protecting inter, in, intellectual mm. integrity. You're not worried about it being one-sided. You just don't want us to live. Mm. Got it. And I you think, know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but that happens after, like I said, listening to a lot of different voices. Yeah. And I was, I was just going to ask you a question about what is your prophetic word for the church? But I think you answered my question. Oh, well, there it is. <laughs> that, yeah. That was, you know. that, yeah. Well, and it seems like the deepest communities that we're really after are ones where you can say something that important and know, like yeah. you said, like, but no, like, I'm saying this because I love you and I'm demanding that you love me mm. like that. We have yeah. a commitment level here. If we don't have that, then I guess we don't have community. Right. But like a yes, real community exactly. is where that and can you, happen. You get those stupid, like, which, I mean, they just drive me crazy. Those like, um, comments on your social media all love bro right I'm saying this in love it's like no you're not you don't know me <laughs> yeah if you don't someone, know me all love bro you, it's like man you know what i've noticed this and so that's on yeah so that's media. why it's so hard I'm sorry i'll let you, I'll <laughs> let again? you go i'll let you go my bad <laughs> yeah that's why oftentimes it's like it's so hard when we start talking about you as like church leaders talking about community and community and love yeah. it's like that's what pings against us you know hey i'm saying this in love like, but you're an idiot. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what? And you can't talk here. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. What did you, <laughs> like, what's my middle name, homie? Yeah. <laughs> Talking about you saying this in love. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, yeah. Well, that reminds me of what you were saying about Effecto, like how you had, he drove you crazy, but like, but you knew that this is like, this is somebody who is in your corner and is there day in and day out and like knows you yes. inside and out. So when he speaks up or even just does something that you do not like you're like okay you can you can do that because you're in my life you're you are here you're my guy and i think i think that i think we need thicker community like that to get this Mm. stuff done yeah three minutes yeah yeah, we probably need to yes Yep. Yep. All right. Okay. Well, well, my, my, I had a final question in here, which was basically, okay. I, I hear you saying something to the effect of like, you've proposed, we've been offered some binaries and there we can, we yeah. can have way more imagination. We can do this differently. Um, mm-hmm. you put in some practices in the book to encourage us to kind of do that, mm-hmm. do that sort of stuff. Um, what mm-hmm. are a couple of, I mean, you're talking to church audiences right now. What are a couple of the, mm-hmm. the two things you just say, like, if, Hey, if you can't ever get around to my book, please try this and this. Please. What, what would yeah. you say? Um, I would say try reading off the naughty list. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Go, you know. Read outside look up of some your circles. Eastern orthodoxies. Yeah. What'd you say? There's a read outside your circle. Or something. Read outside your circle. You know, look at your look at your wall and be like, are these all white dudes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's stay comfortable. Why don't you try a white woman then? Right. You know, maybe that's easier. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm like, ease into it. I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, the point I'm trying to make is like, I think the easiest first step is that is like, hey, why don't you try just 
pique your curiosity. Yeah. Just try something else. Yeah. Mm. All right. A lot of times looking outside forces us to look inside. Ooh, Whoa, wow. preach. That's right. a preacher. And speaking of looking inside. What's in the duck? What's in the duck? What's the squall so, with the, the mallard? Duck. It helps you what hear. Helps it hear. Helps let's you hear, a, but it makes no let's noise. Let's take a peek under the beak. Ooh. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's in the duck this week? It's a dongle. Oh, oh damn. We had some guys circling around, man. You were close. Oh, man. We were, we were very close. Well, thanks that. a lot, Prop. It's been awesome. It's been a great conversation. We're so glad to have you on here. People, check this out. Check out the book. Uh, it's a, what website can they go to, Prop? All of Prophiphop.com. them. Prophiphop.com. Cool. All right. Well, we, uh, we, man, we appreciate you sharing your heart and your work with us and with, with the, the community at large. Uh, I hope it gets oh, a lot of rotation. We'll be sharing it for sure. So yeah, man. Thanks Thank for being you with guys. us. Thanks. Appreciate y'all. You've been listening to Faith Over Breakfast with Pastor Eric Siepen and Pastor Andy Littleton. Please share us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you.